Welcome to Be a Light, um, episode three. Yes. Um, I'm Zach Dykes, and I'm joined along with. Hey. Since she doesn't want me to say beautiful, talented, lovely, <laughs> extravagant. If you missed zesty. that, that was on the previous episode. Yes. Uh, if you haven't checked out <laughs> the show before now, uh, we do have two previous episodes. That's how we got to episode three. Um, what? Yes, and we covered last the last show. We covered the basics of our faith. Yeah. Um, we covered a few things that deals with what Jesus has done for us mm-hmm. and all of that. So if you are curious about that, go check out the previous episode. And if you want sort of kind of a introduction to who we are, where we came from, and everything. Episode one is sort of like that. This episode, we're going to kind of talk more about our personal testimonies, where we came from uh, spiritually and where we're at now and how God is so good in our lives. Uh, So welcome. We hope that you are having a great day. Yeah. Uh, And if you ever have any questions, um, please let us know. If you have any prayer requests, please send those in. We will love to get to partner with people and um, lift people up. Yeah. So definitely do that. And just like tell us who you are, maybe where you're from, um, like what the Lord has done for you. Um, we would love to hear your testimony. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what we're doing right now, and we'd love mm-hmm. to hear your own. Because um, it encourages us as well, yeah. and we want to be able to encourage you. Um, and uh, yeah, just tell us about yourself. Yeah. So, um, so you want to go first? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll go first. It doesn't matter. <coughs> I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I know we've talked a little bit about ourselves mm-hmm. in the first episode. It was real, like, just basics, like, just skimming the surface kind of thing, if that. Um, but uh, I I accepted Jesus as my Savior when I was about six years old. Um, and I know, like... I know whenever I would hear people like talk about their like, I believe Jesus then and like hear it like it was just like, oh, we're like going like way back and I'm going to have to hear your whole life story. And it was like, OK, I'm going to turn it on like autopilot right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> but um, I think that came from a place of like I didn't actually think that it did anything for me. Yeah. So I found it disinteresting. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like the fact that I was, you know, in an environment where that was like spoken to me and I was able to come to faith at such a young age really was a blessing. And, yeah. Um, it, it really wasn't anything major. Like it was in a Sunday school class. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were living in Guam at the time, um, little island off of like Japan and the Micronesian islands, if you know where that is. 
Um, that's why you do that. Yeah, that's why you do that. I don't that's know why I did looks, that. That's that what it looks like. It's like a little cluster. I guess that's why I was doing that. Spider fingers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Spider fingers. Anyway. Um, but I, I don't know if I should talk about like exactly how it happened. But honestly, like before that, I I really don't remember a whole lot about my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I vaguely remember things, but it was like I'm I've heard that like as far as like childhood development, like you don't really have like memories in it or anything until you can actually like speak and you can verbalize and process like what is going on? I'm not saying that I couldn't speak until I was yeah, six I was years about old. To tell you that <clears throat> that's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying like I do have memories before that, but mm-hmm. like vivid, actual, like um, active memories. Yeah. I I don't really remember a whole lot before I was actually saved. Um, and I don't know if that's just because it happened at such a young age or what, but, um, but yes, I was six years old. It was in a Sunday school class, and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Please let me know because I feel like a lot of people don't know. But it was this magic, magic like coloring book, but it was designed to where like if you flipped certain pages, it kind of did like this illusion sort of thing, and. Like the Sunday school teacher was like, it's like a coloring book, and um, all the pages had, uh, they were blank, and it was like when we were f- first like designed by God, you know, we were made perfect and mm-hmm. in His image, and like our col- our our pages were <clears throat> blank and ready for like new, um, new things to come out of our lives. But then sin entered the world and then he flipped the pages magically and there was like all these like dark, it was, it was black and white pictures of like these sad, creepy clowns and like all this stuff. Is that where it started? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of clowns. No, that's not, that's okay. not where it started. Okay. I just wondering. But I, yeah. I'm sure it didn't help. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, it was supposed to, like, depict sin, and then it was like, but if you receive Jesus as your Savior, it will be wiped clean again, and then he flipped, and automatically, like, the pages were blank again, it was like, what? And then it was like, mm-hmm. your life in Jesus, um, he can make this new life for you and bring color into your life, so to speak. And then he magically flipped, and all of a sudden there were these like really cool, like colorful pictures and everything. And it, it I mean, it seems very like uh, silly, you know, whatever. But as a six-year-old, like that, just I related to that, well, you know. It apparently has made a very lasting impact. It did. About it, it did. Now, <laughs> and I mean, I I vividly remember that, yeah. you know, and um. It was, it was like if you, if you believe that and you want that, 
you know, we'll just say a prayer together. And I was like, yeah, I want that. And so we prayed together and that was it. Like, you know, and yeah. um, <clears throat> it wasn't like I necessarily like felt different or anything like that. It was just like I knew that something had changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had said yes to something that I didn't maybe necessarily completely understand, but mm-hmm. um, I knew there was something... Um, there was something true about it and there was something that it just, I felt in my heart, like I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, and a few years later, um, in another Sunday school class, actually, I think it was the first time I really understood, um, what Jesus did as far as like the pain that he experienced because um, I was a little bit older and I think um, could handle like the graphic explanation of like crucifixion and um, but I was probably like eight years old if that like seven mm-hmm. or eight so it really wasn't that long after yeah um, and it was it was an Easter Sunday I remember that and it was like I've it was the first time someone actually gave me like not the G rated watered down version of the gospel. And it spoke volumes to me. And I remember just being so grateful, like Jesus, like you actually did this for me. And it yeah. was like I, I understood for the first time, like fully what he did. <clears throat> And not a like G-rated like Veggie Tail kind of way. Not to say anything bad against Veggie Tales. I love Veggie Tales. That's not what I'm saying. It's just um, under understanding like everything that went into it for the first time. Yeah, that there was a real sacrifice. Yeah, and I remember like I had this, I I had this desire to like go out into the backyard. I mean, it was an Easter Sunday and I was like in this nice, you know, whatever frilly dress my mom put me in. And I went went outside and like in the dirt, I found like these um, little rocks and made like this circle and then made like this cross out of like <laughs> sticks and uh, twigs or whatever. And just sat there, and I don't know why I had the desire to do that, but, like, I just sat there. I remember I was crying, and I was, like, praying, and, like, um, I just, I remember, like, just feeling probably for the first time, like, that presence of God. Yeah. And, which, I mean, even at, like, a young age, like, that confirms for me, like, if you've ever heard the concept, there's no like junior Holy Spirit. Like mm-hmm. we can at any age, you know, experience like a conversation and a relationship with God. Um, but actually, like letting that change my life and um, experience that. Uh, as we would call it, like, sanctified life, where I actually, like, 
repent or ask for forgiveness and change the way that I'm living. Um, that didn't necessarily <laughs> happen for a long time. Yeah. It was kind of like an in and out sort of thing. Um, when I was in high school, um, I really experienced um, like worshiping God in the point where it was like, God, I'm totally giving you my life. Um, that happened for the first time when I was about 15. I think I talked about in the first episode. And that's when God kind of like gave me um, direction for my life and was like, you're going to be a worship leader and you're going to write songs mm-hmm. and, um, you know, be a part of ministry. And it even took me a long time to like believe that for myself. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, honestly, it wasn't until like last year, last October, um, I will never forget it. <laughs> mm. um, it was, I had, there was something going on in my life, um, long story, but um, I was just totally freaking out. And like anxiety and depression were something that I, have had major struggles with, especially anxiety. Um, and I just had this night where like God had slowly been kind of like working things in my heart and slowly like opening my eyes and bring like, and I, I was becoming more receptive to what I saw him doing in my life and I just had this moment where I was like, I need help right now. And I called my mother-in-law, which I know that's not something most people do. (laughs) Like when they Mm -hmm. think the, you know, mother-in-law is the problem, but it's not supposed to be like that. Like I, I definitely don't believe that. I think that started as a sitcom joke or something. And and now it's it's pervasive in our culture. Yeah. Anyway, Um, but she had been someone who had spoken truth into my life and, um, I called her and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. And she was like, Amy, it's going to be okay. And then she told me, she was like, the Lord just told me to tell you that he has not taken away your, um, promise or your gift to be able to lead worship. And when she said that, it was like instantly, like this light switch was flipped and I could see, I I had just lived with all of this shame that I had like lost this promise that God had spoken over me. Um, and like, it just, I can't even <laughs> explain like the change that it made in my life. And I was, it was just like, yes, like, you're right. Like, God does love me, and it doesn't have to be like this, and mm-hmm. I don't have to be afraid. And and it did take me some time to, like, I mean, there were things that changed instantly, but there were a lot of things that I had to, like, I had to renew my mind, like the word says, uh, Romans 12, Um because sometimes there are things, because God wants to change the condition of our heart, mm-hmm. we have to pray and we have to walk it out. Yep. 
Um, but there are times when he just does this instant miracle and, um, and that's all about God shaping who we are, but, um, it dramatically changed my life. And in the last year, I can't even believe that it's, it's going to be all, it's going to be a year just in a couple months. Um, like radical things (laughs) have happened. Um, I graduated from college. I never thought that that would happen. Praise the Lord. Um, it took me like nine years, um, which that would seem like embarrassing to say. And there was a time when that was, um, I feel like I'm taking up all the time. (laughs) <laughs> I guess okay. we could do one episode me and next you but um, anyway uh, it's our show we can do whatever we want we can do what we want <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I that you graduated college it took yeah it took me nine years and that was with like health issues and also including the anxiety and depression like after my first semester of college I was hospitalized and under like suicide watch because I was so depressed because I felt so lost and there were so many things out of control in my life. And um, praise God that he healed me from that. Um, I can talk about that another time, but, um, but definitely like the anxiety thing was like based in not trusting God and believing Mm -hmm. that he actually is a present help in time of trouble. Um, And that's something that he has worked with me on. And, and God gives us the grace to do that. Um, But I'm so thankful. um, I mean, just from like renewing, uh, my salvation and you know helping me to see the confidence that I can have in him and then um, fully accepting that there is the power of the Holy Spirit in my life and like in Acts 2 uh, receiving like the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, that's a several podcast yeah. episodes in itself well, one of the things is I remember in our apartment, my parents came over, um, David and Teresa Dykes. Um, they came over and they were praying for you to have boldness. Yeah. And since then, like seeing that transformation, seeing you go from, like you you were very shy and unassuming that you would... Um, you let things happen because you didn't want to upset people or you would, you know, oh, well, you want to do that? Well, let's do that. You know, like the boldness wasn't there. And now you have Christ-like boldness. Like you you say what is coming from God. You're not afraid to speak out and say things that are truth-based. Yeah. And that's... You probably know that. More than it. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, like the other night, like <laughs> we were talking, and uh, just you know, I was bitter uh, about some things, and you're like, you're being bitter, and it was kind of like I knew I was, but hearing that from 
you hearing it from somebody that I love and I trust, it it rang true in me, and you gave me scripture to help me get rid of that bitterness and that rage over an issue that is not in my control and it was affecting how I went about my day-to-day job and my enjoyment of life. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was stealing your joy. I was about to say that like, yeah. um, and I could just tell like it was, it was like, it was slowly like starting to crush you. And I was like, yeah, we can't have this anymore. And, but even like, I, I don't, I can't remember what the reference is for that scripture, but there's a scripture that's saying like to rid of all bitterness and rage. And like in like last October, whenever I was like getting back into the word and, you know, figuring out, okay, God, where am I supposed to be? And what am I supposed to be doing? Like that was one of the first scriptures because I had a lot of forgiveness that I had to, that there was a lot of forgiveness that had to take place. Um, you know, just things that people had done to me or even that I allowed and did, you know, myself, I had to forgive myself as well. And, um, that ridding of bitterness, um, and rage was, uh, not that I was like a, you know, anger, you know, angry, violent person or anything like that. It was more of just like something that was eating away at me. Yeah, Did you it's, find it? Um, <clears throat> Ephesians 4. It, it, this is, um, I think this is the New Living Translation. Yeah. It's, um, 426, do not sin by letting anger gain control over you. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a mighty foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, stop stealing by being using your hands for honest work, then give generously. Do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good, helpful, so that words will be an encouragement to the others who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He is the one who has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. And 31 is where we get it at. Get all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of malicious behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Yeah, I think, yeah, the ridding of all bitterness. um, What is it, 31? 31, yeah. Yeah, verse 31 and 32, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, that and then in combination with verse 30, like do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit because like the Holy Spirit is living in me and he is aware of everything that I'm yeah. doing. And what it's you're like, looking at what you're thinking. Like, yeah. But it's like anytime like I'm not living Christ, like it's like I'm almost like numbing myself to that voice that's telling me not to do those things. Mm-hmm. And I pray, I, I pray all the time to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and like, it's the the more that I'm obedient to him, the more aware I am of what he sounds like. And in just getting rid of these basic things that are not like I they don't have to be a part of me. Like, I think it's really easy for people to think, well, this is just this is who I am. And yeah. I, um, you know, 
this person did this to me and like I get it like I've I've had things done to me that I wish had not happened but <clears throat> I can't change what happened mm-hmm. to me but I can change my reaction to it and how I let it have a hold on my life but the only way that I was able to do that it wasn't just by positive thoughts or you know emptying my mind kind of meditation it was literally meditating on the one thing that can change my perspective on it and that is the word of God where he talks about this love because if God can forgive me of the things that I have done you know I am called to forgive people as well a perfect being forgiving an imperfect being yeah we have to as an imperfect being we have to be capable of forgiving an imperfect being and it goes back to uh same chapter in ephesians ephesians 4 23 uh, we should instead um sorry instead lord help me here instead there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes you must display a new nature because you're a a new person created in god's likeness righteous holy and true Mm-hmm. So we have to, when we get saved, it's we can't live in that old nature, uh, you know. It um, just thinking about you know lusting after somebody, like you cannot continually lust after some people or things or whatever when you're born into this new life. Yeah, uh, because that's not of God, you know. It, God is pure and holy. And I know for me, like, the further away I got from the faith that I was raised on, Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't like I was some, like, crazy, rebellious teenager or something like that. You wouldn't be categorized as a bad person. Yeah, like, on paper, you know... It's, you know, in our modern world, like it just, it wouldn't seem like a big deal, like the way that I was living. I mean, I was going to school and when I wasn't, you know, I was like working for my dad and, you know, it was like, I didn't really seem like a bad person on paper, but it was just like, I felt empty and I was ignoring this Holy Spirit that really would get like, tell me how to live my best life. You know, I was ignoring him and I had no idea what he sounded like. But now I can say I I know what he sounds like. Mm -hmm. And it's led to me being able to have, I mean, just some of the most amazing things. And I know even just, I mean, he was even teaching me how to love better because I I was a manipulative person, like emotionally manipulative. Um, and that was just, that was kind of something that I knew from how other people had treated me. But, um, in like talking to you, like it taught me how to love you better and to love, you know, other people around me better, but especially, you know, as a married couple, like, mm-hmm. um, it was always like, I've always heard that like the first year of marriage is always the most difficult. 
But honestly, like, it, it was the most, like, radical change for us. And that that's just because of how things, you know, lined up as far as us accepting, you know, the Lord fully into our lives. Um, but it's been... I don't I think we will always remember this as like the year yeah. of the beginning of our solid foundation for our marriage and just for our faith in general. Like Yeah. I so. totally agree. All right, everybody. There is episode three. It's in the books. Let us know if about your testimony. Yeah. Give us your testimony. We'd love to hear it. If you have any prayer requests, let us know. Uh, we're going to, as always, end the episode with some prayer. Yep. Lord, we just thank you for another opportunity to get to speak your truth unto people, Lord. I pray that this seed be planted deep, Lord, and that it will rise and it will grow and it will keep growing, Lord. And God, I just pray that you show yourself to everyone that has listened, Lord, yes. for their faithfulness, God. I just pray that you bless them and that you will protect them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a blessed week. This has been Zach. And Amy.